Welcome to Debate and Discussion, a podcast presented by Xavier Newswire. I'm your host, Erin Albright. During the episode, I will be joined by guests who will debate a controversial topic relating to Xavier or current events. Our first episode is focused on meals students in quarantine or isolation have received. Each evening during a student's quarantine, they are sent an email in which they are to designate what meals they would like from the CAF the next day. Quarantine students are able to choose the same options for breakfast, lunch, and dinner that non-isolated students are each day. Community health assistants prepare and deliver meals to students three times a day, with the first meal being delivered at 7 a.m. and the last meal being delivered at 5 p.m. These meals became a topic of controversy, not only on campus, but across the country. Students at various universities throughout the United States have taken to social media to express their frustration with the quality of food available to them while being in quarantine. Some have complained of their food being cold, their order for the day being delivered wrong, or even just that the food provided for them was inedible. To moderate the debate on quarantine food options at Xavier, here is Grace Carlo. You're about to hear from juniors Sebastian Aguilar and Aiden Callahan about their take on the quarantine meals here at Xavier. All right, Aiden, how would you rate the meals you received? Now, Grace, I wouldn't give the meals that I had in quarantine a 10 out of 10, like obviously. I, I don't even think I'd give it close to like a, a 7 out of 10. They weren't that good. But the point is, for quarantine meals, for meals that the school was providing for me for free, three times a day, they were pretty good. Like, they were on an objective scale, at least a five or six, and on a scale of getting free food three times a day, I, I think I'd have to give it a 10 out of 10. It's really like you couldn't expect much more out of the school. Sebastian, how do you feel about the meals you were provided with? Uh, I will I will refrain from harsh language, but I have to say that if we're going by Aiden's rate uh, star scale, then I would have to say that any meal that I had, the highest was a 6 out of 10, and the lowest, which is most of the meals, were around a, a 2. Did you ever receive a meal you didn't ask for? You know, it's actually kind of funny. One time, I, uh, I just ordered a simple pizza, and they brought me an Asian bowl. I was kind of a little annoyed, because like I wanted this freaking pizza. I ate the Asian bowl. It was actually really good. And in fact, uh, my, my friend, what was his name, um, Sebastian Aguilar, he also talked to me that very same night about how much he enjoyed those Asian bowls. The Asian bowl was that six-star meal that I had. <laughs> the Asian bowl, I had no complaints on there for quarantine meal from that. However, I have also brought up my complaints to Aiden about the Mexican night food, like... The enchilada? No, it was <laughs> the greasiest meal I've ever had in my life. There was oil seeping out of the bag. I ordered water bottles with it. It somehow permeated the entire water bottle. Like, it was just slick. Even when I was drinking it, I could just feel the slickness. See, I feel like the problem is you're expecting these, like, five-star meals. These right. meals... I'm, like, I'm expecting cafeteria food here, Aiden. That is cafeteria food. Especially, what do you think happens when you have an oily food and you have to transport it from the school to the hotel down the street where we were quarantining? I'm hoping that it doesn't get all over the place. And if they had that problem in the past, which people have brought up to me, Especially. then they should not 
have given that to isolation people? Especially, these are unprecedented times. Like, what do you mean if they've dealt with it in the past? Especially, this is only they've, going all right, on they've for like a year. They've had almost a year to prepare for this now. Like, they've had trials and tribulations, sure. This, is, this might have been okay, maybe at the beginning of the pandemic when nobody knew what was going on. But now we're almost a year in, you would know what works and what doesn't, really. I think my main problem with your argument is that you are acting like you're some sort of expert in like quarantine meals and like making these deliveries when actually like if you look at the facts it's actually a much more difficult task than you would expect. I mean let's take for example NYU, a large New York University, a large school in New York. Now what I'm about to show you is an article entitled Bizarre NYU quarantine meals went viral on TikTok. That's a coincidence, because I was going to cite the exact same really? article. Really? Yeah, because look at these disgusting meals, Sebastian. And Sebastian, are you aware what NYU's budget is? I'm, I'm not. Would you care to enlighten me? They expend almost $15 billion a year. Xavier only spends like half a million. Okay. And so you're telling me, NYU... This school has so much money, they can't, even they have difficulties providing quarantine meals. You expect Xavier, a school with a fraction of their budget, to be able to do anything even comparable? I would say that the vast difference between NYU and Xavier, first of all, the population difference, obviously. NYU is like a forty to 50,000 student population, True. and so they would have more people in quarantine, and it's also, True. they have... It's a much more urban environment, so they're going throughout New York City trying to deliver all these meals to people in isolation. You wouldn't call Cincinnati an urban environment? I would say that specifically the area we're in is not as densely populated as New York, nor is it the uh, cafeteria going throughout the city to deliver stuff to people. They're going to the hotel and to the manor houses and to people's dorms. But they're not, like, going around, like, city streets trying to get everything around. First of all, I don't think, I don't imagine you know the, the quarantine route for the meal deliverers for NYU. I would assume that they're... You assume! Because right, I do have people that I know at NYU. Oh, yeah. I have sure. asked them... Did you interview them? I didn't get any today? specific quotes, but I did get general just musings about their experience with the quarantine food. And has it been bad? Yes. So they, they even posted a TikTok about it. So you would, so you're saying that a school with a budget that large, even they are struggling with quarantine. However, food. I also have an article pertaining to NYU, and it turns out that this semester NYU actually outsourced their delivery service to Grubhub because they just couldn't do it themselves. Interesting. And so they've they provided a solution to this problem. Oh, so you think Grubhub is a solution, Sebastian? What I'm saying is that they've provided a solution. It doesn't have to be the only solution, but they've if remedied their issue a little bit better. Sebastian, than... I would not call that a remedy at all. Are you aware how much Grubhub hurts the local restaurants that it delivers from? The thing is, is that this is delivering their cafeteria food. Really? Yes. That's actually very interesting. Can I ask when you guys were quarantined? We were quarantined twice yeah. at the same so, time. Um, first time was in uh, late September to uh, October of 2020. And then this, this most recent one was like, what, the second week of, no, yeah, second like week of school? About a month ago at this yeah. point. So we, we've got a pretty intimate knowledge with, the, with how the food is as of recently. In fact, we got to see it evolve in a way. Yeah. And I would say that it's gotten better since our first time in quarantine. I would say that it's actually gotten worse. I... I 
In what way, Sebastian? Because the first time that we had quarantine meals, uh, I got what I ordered. Okay. And this time, I had way worse, like, just meals in general. And I've gotten way more mix-ups pertaining to my meals. Now, Sebastian, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out get out ahead of this before because I know you you probably plan on quoting this. The first time we were quarantined, I of course had the famous Skittles incident. Yes, I have that now, in my notes. For everyone at home, the first time I was quarantined, one time for breakfast, their breakfast to me was an apple and a box of Skittles. But I'm happy to report that. In my second time in quarantine, I never got a meal that was any sort of anything like that. Every meal was perfect, carefully prepared. Like, I never saw them stoop that low. And I yeah, think that I would definitely expect means they're them to never have stooped that low to give you just Skittles for breakfast. Okay, first of all, Skittles are very tasty. And I can really imagine the person... But are they a part of a balanced breakfast? No, game? but I'm imagining the person who packed that meal for me thought in their head... Oh, we're out of bagels, but I'm going to give this kid a treat. I'm going to give him Skittles. And I respect that, because I like Skittles. So I'm going to say it wasn't even that bad to begin with, and it's only gotten better. All right, but you might not have been uh, outraged by this Skittles fiasco. However, you our other roommate has some choice words pertaining to his, like, because he has dietary restrictions. And you said you got an apple and Skittles. He's allergic to apples. And he writes that on the dietary restrictions for the thing. And they never followed the restrictions. They always gave him apples with every breakfast that he got. This is a gross negligence on the Caps part pertaining to, like, food allergies and okay. dietary restrictions in general. I think placing one apple in a box by accident isn't They do it every crazy. time. They don't even read the thing. Okay, so clearly that, that is a problem that needs to be addressed, but it's a very simple fix. Like, Sebastian, all... all it hasn't been fixed in okay, the entire year well, how about that this? they've done this. Our roommate Jacob, are you yes. aware if he has emailed them about this problem? He has. He has? Yes. I wasn't aware of that. Same with even our, our friend Lamar, who emailed Charles countless of times about, like, the quality of his cat food, and then... I have his quote right here. The response that he got was pertaining to him saying he found hair in his food, fl dead flies in the box, the food that he got. They said, well, we see that you don't have a meal plan, so you should be thanking us that you're getting food anyways. Wow. <laughs> that is indefensible. But I mean, to be fair, Chartwells themselves is a pretty indefensible company. But I ask you, how helpful and responsive were the COVID team members about meal accommodations? So the, uh, the first night, we didn't get our like, meal the first night we were in quarantine. And I was uh, the COVID response people that I, I got, who was actually my Manorisa leader uh, my freshman year. He was, he was trying to, he was just like breaking his back trying to get these meals to us and they never showed up. They just like, I'm not sure if that was on his end or if that was on the cafeteria's end, but somewhere along the line, it just didn't end up happening. And my friend, the RA at the hotel, actually made us sandwiches because she heard that we didn't get any food. So let me get this straight. This is the story you just told. You're angry because you didn't get one meal. One They didn't give us the food. Meal. They, 
First of all, this was the night that we arrived. How are they supposed to know they're what supposed time to... we got there? No, you're, they're supposed to get it delivered to us to our dorm. Since what, why would they deliver it to because our dorm? Because they don't know when we're going to get to the hotels. They would just give it to the dorm. Especially, the time period between us getting the COVID call and us arriving at the hotel was like two hours. I don't know yes. how you thought in that time. No, they this were isn't me thinking that. This is what the COVID response team told me. And I'm telling you that even if they told you that and they were supposed to do that, I don't. Why would they need to do that? I'm totally fine with not getting a you one might be totally fine with meal. that. Especially this is a free meal. You are complaining about this not getting a, a free right. thing. First of all, this is not only just a free meal, but all right, the people in quarantine are dealing with COVID or dealing with a potential COVID scare. They've got enough on their plate. They can't miss meals here. We were coming from our apartment. We could have brought food if we wanted to. We did to. bring food because we didn't have Especially, any meals. I think you're just making a mountain out of this molehill, and that's all I can say. Now, listeners, you may not be able to see this, but I can see the passion in both your faces. Aiden, give us a quick wrap-up of your thoughts on the quarantine meals. Look, this, these are unprecedented times. Xavier has had to put together this food delivery program within the past year. They have no data to go off, no research to go off. They're just trying their best. And for trying their best in quarantine, I got three delicious meals every day. And that's all I can ask for. Sebastian, what are your thoughts? As much as I would like to give the, cap the benefit of the doubt, I just absolutely cannot hear the way that they have just not even paid attention to people's dietary restrictions and the fact that the meals that I got while every once in a while were okay, the vast majority of my meals just were not acceptable and I would not wish this upon anyone. Now let's briefly hear from a few other students around campus. My quarantine experience with the calf hasn't been the best. Sometimes they forgot my food, and other times it would have things that I didn't order. I usually would have to DoorDash a lot, or my friends would go out and get me food and bring it back. If I had to sum it up, I would say it was a miserable experience. I missed a good fair share of meals. They went through a couple different ordering systems on me. Sometimes I had to tell them what I wanted. Then I evolved to me having to pick off a menu. But there's definitely multiple times where I didn't get my meal. And there's definitely a couple of times where I did not get what I wanted. And breakfast was the worst of it all. Quarantine sucked. The food was horrible. And my mom gave me $300 for DoorDash because I hated it. Now we are going to bring in the show manager, or should I say snow manager, Will Pembroke to join the rest of the group. Will, what did you do during the snow days? And do you think Xavier should add snow days to the end of the year? Well, the first thing I'd say is I probably didn't do as much work as I should have. Um, that's the one thing I'll say. Basically, you know, I woke up at 5.30 in the morning from a call from uh, Xavier University telling me I didn't have school. and. For about 10 seconds, I'm like, wow, that's really cool to have school today. And then I would pass back out. Um, probably wake up around, you know, 10, 11 o'clock, go get some food, hang out. And then the next thing you know, it's like 4 o'clock already because that's how college goes. And um, not really as much as I probably would have liked to. I think one of my biggest regrets from this year is not bringing a sled uh, for second semester. Definitely would have been a, a good move. But that was really about it. 
In terms of adding school uh, snow days on to the end of the year, I really, really hope that doesn't happen. I think we're kind of like right at the threshold where they could do that. Because we, well, we had three or four, I think, and I really would prefer if they didn't, and it would just throw everybody's schedules out of whack. But you know, I'm sure we'll get an email in March, and we'll have extra days. Um, yeah. So I don't have. I didn't. We. I didn't really get up to much on the snow day, but I actually have a power outage story, and those are kind of tangentially related. I live in the uh, the village, and. Um, Right? So, like, the power goes out, like, in the middle of the night. I don't know if you guys were sleeping or awake, but that happened. And it goes out, and I'm just, like, chilling in bed, ready to go to sleep. And then outside my window, like, I have the window facing this village courtyard. I swear to God, I start hearing, like, like a siren. Like, you know, like, the emergency broadcasting signal thing. And then I hear, like, the lady from the Purge trailer, you know? Who's like, the Purge will begin in, like, five minutes. And it was so freaked out. Like, I actually went into Sebastian's room like, like I was a kid. And he was, like, my mom. And then I went in there like, Sebastian, did you hear that? And he was like, no. And you swear on your life you heard this. I swear on my life. And then... No, I can corroborate the story because later, like, five minutes later, I had a friend that also lives in the village. And he snapped me and he's like, oh, when the, uh... Purge alarm goes off, you're super scared. And I'm just like, so this wasn't just Aiden's yeah, fever dream? Like, they really thought I was just dreaming. So some kid must have seen the power go out and be like, oh, this would be really fun if I got my loudspeaker out yeah, and just like, blasted this right yeah, now. We just some started pranking out. Wow. Yeah. yeah, we were just like, I was texting the guy, I'm like, all right, we're in a purge alliance. <laughs> No, like, dude, I swear to God, me and Sebastian, like, actually, like, just in case, went downstairs, locked our door, got weapons, just to get, just in case, you know? Wow. Is that why they shut the power off in the village? Maybe, I, I hope not. Big we're conspiracy theory, they were conspiring with a uh, physical plant to get the power turned off in the village. That's mm. not a bad theory at all. The purge, <laughs> but only the village. Yeah. That's it was my a campus-wide social experiment. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the snow days, uh, the first one I had a lot of fun with. Uh, I had a snowball fight with a bunch of my friends. Uh, just like, which is the perfect social distance winter activity. Oh, for sure. Honestly. For sure. And uh, yeah, the first day was great. Uh, and then the second one came. And I was like a little, a little more hesitant about it, but still try to enjoy it to the extent. Then the third one came. And at that point, my week was just kind of shot in terms of like productivity. And just, since it seemed like an extension of the weekend, I didn't get anything done. And it just like, I honestly, I still have work that I need to catch up on from the snow day weekend. I'm right there with you. I'm right there Same. with you. When you have three days off, it's like, just throws you so out of whack. Like that week, you might as well just throw it yeah. out. I feel like for me and my roommate, we just slept in all day till about 4 p.m. When we got up, got food, and then we like to play Wii all day and just defeat all the Mario games that exist. So we didn't really do much out in the snow. Which one were you playing? Uh, Mario Kart, but we defeated the whole game of Super Mario Bros in one night. All the Damn. star coins, World 9. Wow. In one night? Wow. Crazy. That's Call insane. Guinness, please. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was considered one night since it was an all-nighter. So is that That's like two days? That's an extension. Yeah. It's a day and a half. That's, I didn't think you went up to midnight and was like, oh, we're done. I carried the team. Um, well, to care if your roommates can hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Grace. 
Thank you to everyone who has contributed to this episode of Debate and Discussion, including Managing Multimedia Editor Hunter Ellis, Show Manager Will Pembroke, Acting Editor-in-Chief Alex Bozinski, Guests Sebastian Aguilar and Aidan Callahan, Debate Moderator Grace Carlo, and XUFM for the use of their equipment and recording space. Don't forget to tune in next Wednesday, March 3rd at 7 p.m. for our next episode of Debate and Discussion. And if you want to give a listen to our other show, Newswire Live, it airs every Monday at 7 p.m. From Xavier Newswire's podcast, Debate and Discussion, this is Aaron Albright signing off.